Hi, this is Mildred Tassoni, and this is Welcome to the Neighborhood NY. Um, this week we have Jason Marcus with us, who's with Continental Home Loans. Hi, Jason. How are you? I am well, Mildred. How's yourself? Good, good. And we also have um, Silvana Bernardi, uh, who is an agent with Keller Williams Realty. But the topic she's going to be speaking about, she is an advocate for um, special needs children in the Herrick School District and also works with Nassau County. So she's going to be speaking about that. And we'll talk about how we got into that project. And um, I want to do a, a few housekeeping things first. Um, this is uh, an educational show. I want to just say this show is not intended or offered as legal advice. We've prepared materials for educational and informational purposes only. And um, any questions you have, you need to go to your mortgage advisor, your attorney. Um, so that's our little disclaimer. Just wanted to get that in. Um, and we have a chat line. Uh, you can uh, a chat room where you can log in, go to Blog Talk Radio, and sign on and ask any questions that way. If you're um, shy about being on the radio, or you can call. 646-929-1595 and be, ask us a question, voice your opinions. Um, if you have a special event that you'd like to publicize, you can give us a call, 646-929-1595. Okay, Jason, you want to start off? Sure. A uh, couple things. Uh, first, just a little state of the market. Um, this week, as most of us know and most of us watched, the president spoke earlier in the week, um, which had a very positive effect on um, mortgage-backed securities rallying this week to bring down interest rates. Um, we came down probably from where it began um, through the course of the week about a quarter of a percent um, in interest rates, putting us back into almost hitting that mark at, at a historical low, got close. Um, and then towards the latter part of the week, as more discussions about the stimulus package and changes in the package um, were presented, rates started to kind of creep back up at the very tail end being yesterday. Um, one of the things that they were discussing where the changes – there was a big debate whether there's been a, obviously um, a incentive put in place for first-time home buyers. that being anybody who's purchased something between or hasn't owned anything since 2004 that now has purchased um, since last April, where they – at first it was a $7,500 tax credit. Um, where over the course of 15 years you were go you'd pay $500. It's basically a uh, government tax-free loan of $7,500 for people who have purchased. Um, one of the things that they've discussed or was getting bounced around was um, bringing that number up to 15,000, which this week was shot down. But it seems like they're going to wind up doing that $7,500 incentive. They extended it until September. So anybody, even if they purchased in February, March, or before taxes need to be done this year, 
even if it was purchased this year, would still get that 2008 credit. But now they're discussing not having to pay that $7,500 back where it would just be basically if you bought a house, the government's saying here's $7,500. So mm. we're kind of hoping that that's going to um, be put into law and get put in front of the president's desk after that gets thrown through Congress. So that would be really helpful to sparking the economy um, and kind of getting a little bit more um, money out there. So that's something to look forward to. I'll keep everybody posted as soon as we know for sure what the stimulus package is going to read. Um, one of the good things I saw that the president addressed where um, it seems like that's on the top of the agenda is to slow down and eliminate um, what's been going on with people losing their jobs. I mean, that kind of seems to be the biggest problem right now where um, they're going to need to – that's what their major focus is, is, okay, what can we do that is going to not only spark the economy but get more jobs and create new jobs um, in our economy because that really, really seems to be the number one problem. As I discussed last week, mark-to-market obviously also crucial in regards to um, the accounting that's been going on. Those two things really need to be addressed, and it really seems like at this juncture the, uh, the government's really pressing to get this legislation through and passed as soon as possible to get this economy turning around. Now, on my side, I've seen applications for mortgages on both the purchase and refi side, at least in my world, has been going, going very well since the beginning of this year. So just I have a very optimistic um, insight on where this market's going to start to head, and I believe that things are going to improve this year. Uh, if the stimulus package does everything that it's promised to do, it should start us back in the right direction. But at this point in time, like everybody else, we're just sitting on the sidelines waiting to see how all this stuff unfolds. Yeah, that and and your discussion on how the uh, asset ratios um, really brought things into clarity for me as far as understanding some of the behind-the-scenes issues. Could you just go over that just briefly? Um, for anybody who hasn't had a chance to hear that before? Well, right now, um, a lot of companies, banks, and financial institutions um, are being affected by a rule that was created in um, after the collapse of Enron in regards to accounting in showing on paper what their assets are at this juncture. So. For example, if let's just say, um, and I gave this example, and this is probably the best example to put it into perspective. If me and yourself started a bank, and let's just say for argument's sake, we had $2 million in liquid funds in our bank on the sideline. Now, we opened up our savings and loans um, center, and let's just say we had $30 million of deposits, which we then took and distributed in mortgages in the market. So I have $2 million of liquid funds in an account, $30 million out there in loans that I've lent to people, giving me a 15 to 1 ratio. What the rule um, with mark-to-market 
states is that on a daily basis you have to disclose your assets. So let's just say, as we know, that since the uh, housing market has depreciated over the course of the last year, year and a half, um, those $30 million worth of mortgage assets, let's say the value of the properties dropped, so now that $30 million of assets has now become $29 million of assets. That million-dollar loss goes against your liquid assets. So in this case, we started with $2 million in our reserve bank, $30 million out there in loans. Now we're at $29 million of value versus those loans. That million-dollar loss gets deducted from our liquid funds. So you minus out a million dollars from the $2 million we have in liquid funds, all on paper, by the way, and that changed our ratio from 15 to 1 to 30 to 1, and we got red flagged. Now our bank is in trouble, even though all our loans are performing, and we're technically not underwater, but on paper it seems like we're in trouble. That's what the biggest, biggest issue has been going on in our markets, which is causing good companies to have to fold or get themselves in trouble. Yeah, um, so... I, and I, I that brought a lot of things, made it a little clearer for me while they're talking about, you know, that's still in the discussion on how to get that stuff reconciled on the books, correct? Yeah, they have to, um, they're going to, see, it's it's tricky because they have to create a rule where it's, it still keeps the companies um, that are trying to inflate stock prices for their shareholders in check, but on the flip side doesn't put them in a situation where, um, it's showing that, you know, a bank or a financial institution is in trouble when really they're not. Right. As soon as these, obviously, how, if the, as, the, as soon as the housing market turns around and we start to go in the opposite direction, these issues aren't even going to exist anymore because you're not going to have an accounting problem. Yeah. But they didn't foresee this. When Enron was created, when the Enron situation and market market was created, they never figured that, you know, houses – because it's like anything else. It's that bubble concept. And when the going gets good and things are going in the right direction, you never see that things are going to wind up on the bad end of things. And it's the, it's the inverse right now. When you talk to the average person, they, like, it's unbelievable that their mentality is that the world is collapsing around them. I mean, throughout history, it's always cycles. We were destined to be in this situation. Maybe not in the dire situation we're in, but you can trust in the fact that inevitably we're going to get back to a position where things are going good again. But mentality, is, it's strange. Yeah, well, um, I, okay, I think, uh, I think that's clear, and you'll keep us posted once the details um, from the whole package are out here. I think that's great about the $7,500 if they do it so it's a real credit and not a loan. And um, so, uh, anyway, Silvana, can we switch yes, gears here? Absolutely. Can I just and ask if, one quick question of Jay? Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to know, you know he, when he um, talks about the stimulus program and, the, and you know, the, the loan versus, um, I mean, you know, that they're going to give him the money rather than just loan them the money, would this also be covered for co-op purchases? Or is it strictly like single or, or single or two family homes? Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that co-ops will 
be considered under this okay. and still be fine. I mean, if they do put in legislation uh, keeping co-ops out, I would be shocked. I mean, it's okay, still purchased okay. in a home. So, yeah, I would okay. say the co-ops will still be involved. I mean, I haven't heard anything either way saying that they wouldn't be. Okay, great. Okay, thank you, Jason. No problem. Okay, Silvana, would you, Silvana and I were looking to, we had uh, a family uh, that had a special uh, special needs child in a wheelchair. And so we were looking for an apartment and it had to be first floor, had certain requirements. And at that point is when I found out that Silvana works with the Herrick School District in Nassau County with families that have special needs. So, Silvana, you want to give us a little uh, overview of the program that you work sure. and some of the services and... Um, Absolutely, absolutely. First, hi, everybody, and happy Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> can't forget that today is Valentine's Day. Right. Um, what I'd like to do first is uh, just introduce myself. Now, what I actually do is I'm more of um, there for support for the parents or for the students who needs, who needs extra services in, in, uh, in Herrick School. So in my part, it's purely voluntary, and uh, I'm there mostly as a consultant. If they need to know what channel they should uh, they should go in order to receive extra help or or things that actually their child should be entitled to, but again, they don't know what channel to go through. So the first thing that I would like to do is just say that the name is the Long Island Advocacy Center. And this is for the legal rights of students and individuals with disabilities. I would also like to give you two numbers, okay? And uh, this is for assistance. In Nassau, you would call 516-248-2222. And in Suffolk, it would be 631 234 Zero four six seven. Okay, and those are the numbers really to call to see if you if you need extra help for your child. This would be the numbers to call in order to know what channels to go through in order to obtain the maximum amount of uh, of support. Either um, you know, perhaps you need somebody to come to the house. Whatever you need. These would be the numbers to call in order to know how to channel your needs. Okay, and, and we'll put mm-hmm. we'll put them and the and everything that you mentioned we'll put up on uh, welcome to the neighborhood ny dot com too. So Perfect. if you didn't get it, then we'll have it up. Yeah, today. I think a lot of people yeah. don't really know who to call in order to find out more information. They just don't know. And uh, basically, who the Long Island uh, Advocacy Center is. It's a private, nonprofit agency dedicated to protecting the legal rights of students and individuals with disabilities. And basically what they do is uh, for the students, it's uh, solutions to school problems such as um, discipline, truancy, suspensions, residency disputes, and inappropriate services. And uh, for the individuals with disabilities, um, service coordination, assistance in obtaining vocational rehabilitation services, 
and appropriate um, educational services. And, um, you know, I'm sorry. Now, didn't you say that at the Herrick, is this the one that's located in the Herrick's Community Center? Now, at the Herrick's Community Center is where they have their office. It's um, the actual address is the Herrick's Community Center. It's in room 108, and the address is 999 Herrick's Road in New Hyde Park, New York. And that is where the office of the Long Island Advocacy Center is. Okay, so you can go there in person. You can ask to speak to an advocate. Or you can call, you know, depending on where you are. And, uh, and again, they will tell you what you need to do or who you need to speak to in order for you to have your needs met. And, and, this, um, and this is anybody in Nassau, Suffolk, could call there absolutely. and they'll at least point them in the right direction. That's um, exactly what this is. It's just because what happens is you have a disabled child. You're in these really tough economic times. You have so much stress. Unless you know what questions to ask and who to ask them to, you could be shut out of a lot of services that are out there and can be provided at really probably no cost whatsoever. But, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. And, uh, and I find that across the board is that a lot of parents um, feel so helpless because they just don't know who to, who to ask questions to. And they're right. lost. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and like in this situation, we were lucky enough that this family, we found something privately and got them placed in a, in a nice home. They're going to be moving, but it was such an issue because the child was in a wheelchair. You can't put a wheelchair on a second floor, <laughs> and 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 like the stress, and then you it is incredible. It's it's enough moving with a you know without any issues to have a, a limitation on this. Um, from um, a realtor point of view, just from a trying to help someone point of view, you know, you just, that's how when you started talking about this, that, and I know people don't know about it, um, and we will be putting that on our websites um, and also up on Facebook, uh, just because, the more play and our, uh, the more places we can have information like this. I thought it was fabulous that. You know, you work with the Herrick School District, and I don't know how many other school districts have programs to even hook them up, you know, uh, and and you run into a problem, you don't know what to do. So, um, I mean, it builds up the frustration, and you feel, again, very helpless, because uh, if a child, you know, and uh, that child is going to be an adult before you turn around, you know. So mm-hmm. you don't know exactly what programs could be put in place even to assist that child financially mm-hmm. after they're 18. I mean, there's a lot of things that are involved. And, of course, housing, you know, is number one because you, you need to be able to have, you know, ramps for the wheelchair. You need to have um, an aide come to the house to... You, you know, you don't know what kind of breathing machines they might need or whatever. I mean, there's so many things across the board that special needs children have. 
And I, what I thought was very interesting was um, through all of this and conversations, and there were a lot of people that were trying to be very helpful. And but it, even if they had the special needs child, which had a lot of services, the family really, if they if they didn't, they needed ex. The family needed ex a little extra help to get housing because you couldn't put them in a second floor apartment in their price range you know and so even if this and that's the part where they kept saying well no when the child turns 18 then you get housing allotments but and and long island's very expensive oh yeah and um so to to find that that was the part that you know i thought there's it's so complicated, and we were, we were just very lucky that we did find something, but it was a lot of work on a lot of different people's parts. And I, I just found that part interesting. You know, when they turned 18, they could get a housing allotment, but not beforehand because of federal guidelines, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, exactly. And um, uh, now, with the Herricks District, do you only deal with the Herricks people, or people should go right to well, the I Long Island? Well, I deal... Yeah, because I do it on a, you know, again, this is, um, I do it mostly through Herricks, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm like a parent member. Um, I sit in on what's called, um, if, if they have like special ed meetings to see what kind of services we could, their child needs. In other words, like let's say they have uh, any kind of developmental delay or they have a speech delay or, or um a lot of kids can't function in a in a classroom setting from you know the whole day they probably need special classroom settings i mean i basically deal with that um when it's when it's a child that actually needs accommodation as far as uh, for a physical handicap you know that's when you have to go a little bit outside of of the norm because these are things that need to be provided for the child. Perhaps a child in, in the school setting, in the mainstream school setting, might need somebody to shadow them the entire day. So they mm-hmm. may have to need, have like a personal aid, and mm-hmm. that also can be provided through the district. And mm-hmm. uh, we have, actually. We, we have. And they need to be um, taken care of. You know, I mean, if you have a child in a wheelchair, if you have, you know, I mean, a child that is uh, sight impaired, I mean, there's a lot of things that 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 you have to consider. And mm-hmm. again, in order for them to have their needs met, you need to know who to speak to, and right. that's why it's important to call, talk to as many people as you can, because the more people you speak to the more you will learn things that are available. And mm-hmm. it's a constant, constant learning thing. Now, I've been in the in the school district now for, like, over 10 years, and it's so funny because every year somebody brings up something and you look at them and you say, oh, I, I didn't know. I mm-hmm. really didn't know. There's always more, and there's, there's a lot of help out there. And uh, sometimes it takes a couple of phone calls in order to find out exactly who to speak to. But, again, the more people you speak to, the more you learn, and one thing leads to the other, leads to the other, leads to the other. 
And as far as the situation that we had, you know, with the child that was in a wheelchair, I mean, it's just not fair to shut them out of a lot of houses that are available there. But you have to know your legal rights. And, uh, you know, not all two-family, legal two-family or, you know, one-family homes are, um, you know, handicap accessible. Oh, that's okay. another whole topic. Yeah, I think that that's should a whole be. Other thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and be, mm-hmm. we were even wondering because there was one house, and I was going, I don't even know how wide a bathroom door right. is should be for a wheelchair. And I think, right. like when people are remodeling, they should have that in their mind because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they think, oh, well, I don't have anyone. Well, guess what? If you have something happen. It could be you. Right. It could be someone in your family, and I think that's Definitely. another whole thing. You know, that's why green. You know, the green mm-hmm. movement. You know, like duh, we knew this a long time ago. Exactly. You know, it's like Absolutely. why it's not just built in. You know, why it's just not part of the plans that you know make the door wide enough, make it so that it's a you know wheelchair accessible. Right. Aside right. from the fact that it makes your house more. A broader market, hello, you know. So anyway, um, but I this mean, you can't we, just think of your immediate family. You also have to think of what's happened down the road. And you're absolutely right. I mean, doorways need to be made wide enough. You know, I mean, I've been then, into into houses where you could barely fit, and it's just mm, not right. Mm-hmm. But you know, things like like supermarkets and stores and stuff like that. I mean, you notice that there's always like one stall in the bathroom or whatever where you do have a wide door mm-hmm. you know it, it was just handicapped but homes unfortunately fall under a different jurisdiction depending of course you know the how zoning, savvy the the, the uh, yeah. architect and right. the design mm-hmm. yeah let it me is. just give the i'll give the nasa and suffolk numbers again but we'll sure. also put this up you and i'll speak afterwards and we'll put it put these references up um, for Nassau, it's 516-248-2222, and Suffolk is 631-234-0467. You can also, um, blog talk radio, you can go to the download and then repeat all the information, and it will have all the addresses. That's something else you can do. So, well... Um, now, just one more thing, Mildred, if you don't mind. Now, I, mm-hmm. this is the first time that I've ever done this radio show, so I'm really not too sure how this works. But if anybody does have any specific questions, you know, that they want to ask, I mean, is it possible for them to, like, email or for them to... Yes, um, we'll put a direct mm-hmm. we'll put a direct link on uh, welcometotheneighborhoodny.com right on the home page, and we'll have that information and a link to send an email and the phone numbers right there. So okay, um, to contact you as... Yeah, because I'll be happy to answer, you know, any questions, of course, to the best of my ability, and uh, or at least give them another number or a name of a person or whatever they they would need. And yeah, to help because them. it is it's mm-hmm. it's so frustrating and you're right. in an emotional state anyway. Right. And to begin with, when you have children, mm-hmm. needs now. I'm not just talking about handicap, you know, physical handicap. I'm talking about children that you know are just having problems in school. Mm-hmm. And the the more you turn around, the more you see this. There's a lot of kids entering kindergarten and everything that do need extra help. And mm-hmm. extra help and he, is there. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, it's well, we have, just, mm-hmm. we have just two minutes left. Sorry, so yeah, okay. um, 
I want to say next week we're going to have a home inspector on. Next week we're going to do an hour show. We only did a half hour this week. Um, we'll update everything. Uh, I know um, uh, Keller Williams Greater Nassau, we've donated some cl- uh, coats. We still have our coat drive. If you have any coats or hats or scarves, and you you can contact us. Um, and we, I spoke with Nick Karras at the uh, Belmont Racetrack Chaplaincy, and they can use coats, they can use blankets, um, pillows, and cereal. They have a lot of people because now the racetrack um, workers come up from Florida to New York. And it's cold, and so they need cereal, blankets, pillows, and, of course, they can use coats and hats and gloves. So, um, Jason, do you have any closing remarks you'd like to make? Uh, Just uh, I appreciate uh, all the information. I didn't really know much uh, about what went on with Herrick's. I mean, I've come across it a lot, um, so this has been great information today on where I can guide some people that have – those children or family members with disabilities and stuff. So I really appreciate uh, everything that was discussed today. That was great. Yeah, no, I, I, I was very impressed by the, the Herrick's program. Um, and Silvana really helped um, helped with this family as far as just, you know, pointing us in some right directions. And luckily they were able to find something. But um, it, you know, it's almost... Uh, the luck of the draw. I mean, it just, you know, it just happened, but we were, we were letting everybody, and everybody was very helpful trying to help. So, um, okay, so next week we'll do an hour, maybe, Silvana, if you can do a little follow up on any questions you might have had this week, this upcoming week, and if you want, do a few minutes, and, um, definitely. And then we'll see everybody next week. We're going to sign out with Michael Reeder singing. Um, oh, from us. He's, okay. Yeah, good. So here well, it is, you. and thank you both. Yes. Okay, bye. thank you. Bye, Jackson. Yep. Bye bye. Take care, guys. A breed and walk with your feet. Women in county and shocky. Guardate queste femmine. Guardate cosa son. Guardate cosa son.